0: Turn us on, and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Welcome to Trouble Tuesdays, the night I answer uh, your questions about love, sex, and relationships at 514 800, or you can call in at 514 7900 800. Some people email me to lori at drlori.com. But before I do that, I want to uh, read some emails and texts that I got following last night's show. And last night, we talked about sexual health education of young kids. And I was talking about the importance of kids uh, getting that information, especially from parents. And I was really addressing parents. How, uh, because I often get questions from parents. So how do I do this? How how do I talk to them And, and, and such? So we started talking about that. And then it veered off into sex education in schools. And I was really quite surprised at how many people were texting in saying that they were against sex education in schools. And I don't, I don't get it. Uh, And as one per, and I was talking about studies that show uh, the benefits of sex education because it lowers rates of teen pregnancy, it lowers rates of STIs, it increases rates of uh, the use of condoms. Like that, there's more positive outcomes, a lot more positive outcomes to districts that have had uh, comprehensive sex education. And one texter wrote, show us the studies. All you have to do is Google studies on sex education go to google scholar so you'll get all the studies that are in peer reviewed journals that are not just surveys they are real studies uh, outcome studies and go take a look like i'm not even going to name them for you because there are hundreds of these studies which is why it's so convincing uh, it can, certainly convinces me as to why uh this is necessary and all you have to do is look south of the border look at places that have abstinence only education where they do not have comprehensive sex education where all they talk about is you just don't do it uh and what do we see there it doesn't work study after study after study shows it does not work in the in in the districts or states where abstinence-only education is taught or not taught uh, they have the highest rates of teen pregnancy and stis and such so uh you can i'm telling you, you could google that real quick and you will find um the answers to that and then uh then i get this it's the pedophiles in the education system that we are worried about dr lori What pedophiles in the education system? First of all, pedophiles, there may be pedophiles anywhere. Uh, You know, does that mean what? All teachers are pedophiles because they work with children? That's, I'm sorry, but that's absurd. That's just absurd. Uh, And and that came up a a few times. So I want to read you a couple uh, of texts and uh, and an email about this. this text writes, I completely agree with sex ed, but I don't think my nine-year-old son needed to know about a woman's period at that age. Well, um, I, again, you're talking about puberty and I think boys and girls should know about girls and boys puberty and what happens to girls. Boys should know what happens to girls and girls should know what happens, uh, to boys. What damage does it do to him to know this information? Uh, rather than being kept in the dark or when somebody talks about a period, they're like, what, what are you talking about? And feel like they're missing that information. So there's that. Uh, another texter said, I went to an information session you gave years ago to parents at a school. I still pass on info. I hear to my kids now who are 16 and 21. Uh, so, um, and I know that I give a lot of talks to parents about what kids need to know and how to talk to them and such. And many of them come back to me years later telling me that the information was really useful and it got the conversations going. I would love for parents to do more of that kind of talk. Um, I agree there should be no sex ed in schools, especially elementary schools. It hyper-sexualizes the kids and it's something that should be taught at home as it has, it has been forever up until the last decade. Really? It hasn't been. It, was, it hasn't been talked at home. That's been the problem is if you talk to people who are my age or uh, even 40-year-olds or what have you, they, they have not talked, uh, their parents did not talk to them about uh, sexuality. And it is not, Talking about sexuality in a clinical, uh, scientific, way and and also with facts that hypersexualizes the kids it's their surroundings it's the media it's everything they're exposed to that hypersexualizes the kids you want to counter that with good quality uh, sex education maya says my vote for sex ed at school another one says i think it's hypersexualizing them instead of what researchers believe well it's not what researchers believe it's what researchers have found so, you know, you're going from belief to findings. So uh, I'm sorry, but those are, are, are two very different things. <clears throat> another one, <clears throat> excuse me, says we'd like to see the sex ed curriculum simply as that. You can see the sex ed curriculum. It is available on the government website. The entire document is available for parents to see. And I rec- highly Highly recommend that if your children are getting sex ed, you get informed and find out what they're learning so that you can continue the conversation, um, at home. Another texter says, okay, well, this was somebody who had said, uh, no sex ed till like grade eight or nine. And I said, well, that's too late. And they said, okay, well, grade seven then, because there should be no porn watching in grade six. If they are watching in elementary school, then it's irresponsible parents. Uh, Okay, uh, fine. Except the the studies show that by the age of 13 or so, uh, quite a, quite a, large number of kids have already seen pornography, uh, at least been exposed to it. And I'm not saying they're watchers of, but have been exposed to it. And I don't think it's a question of irresponsible parents. I think, uh, you're not watching your kids 24 seven. They go to friends houses, for example, they have access to computers in many different places. Uh, so that's, uh, Part of the problem. Another text says people should be required to be educated before they are allowed to be parents. Fear and ignorance is the danger to kids. And I, I agree with that. Fear and ignorance uh, is the danger. And a lot of people who are against sex education, it's based out of fear and, frankly, um, ignorance. Another text writes, why would you assume that our children are all addicted to porn, Dr. Lori? Not all children are obsessed with sex either. I can take online master classes on sex and sit with my child right beside them. I never said all children are addicted to porn. I said children are exposed to porn and children are curious creatures. And if they hear something or they want it, well, kids hear about the word sex all the time or sexy or what have you they will research it. It's easy for them now. It's not like uh, back in my day where I had to go to the library. Uh, now it's at their fingertips or on their phones or, or what have you. I didn't say anything about kids being addicted, but this is where kids are getting their information uh, from, unfortunately. Um The studies are irrelevant. The proof is in the pudding. They, your generations are hyper-sexualized. We never had sex ed in school and our generation is a lot more responsible than younger ones. I can see in society the results of this. That's why I don't put any value in the studies. Okay, well, don't value value science. What can I say? I'm not arguing that with you. Um, My parents taught us everything. And as a matter of fact, we knew more than some of the teachers back in my day. Good. Um, and what did it, did you turn out sex obsessed? Did you, uh, were you a victim? Did this victimize you in any way? People tend to forget, but it's the kids who have no information that are more likely to be victims, not the other way around. Um, These people don't want their children to learn about sex are the kind of parents whose children will never talk to them about the secret sex they will engage in due to ignorance. Uh, You're absolutely right about that, by the way, is that uh, kids, kids the average age for sex hasn't changed in 50 years. It's about uh, age 16 or so, 16.4 or something like that. Uh, That hasn't changed. So kids, yes, are still going to be having sex. And believe me, if if parents aren't talking to them uh, and sex is a taboo subject in the home, they will never talk to their parents about this. They will find other sources, mostly their friends. Um, Clearly, this, this is, you know, it's a, I'm very passionate about this issue, so I can't let it go. Uh, and a lot of our texters can't let it go either. So I wanna share a few more, but I do. I will get to some of your questions, I promise. a safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. It's getting a little hot in here. Uh, It's heating up. Every time we talk about sex education, it just seems to to do that. Not that this was the topic. It is Trouble Tuesday, so I will get to your questions, but I don't want to ignore all the texts that have come in. Uh, I want to share them with our listeners. But before I do that, I want to tell you about our celebration. Uh, We are celebrating 20 years on the air, which is really exciting. It's uh, it's pretty rare for a show, I have to say. I'm going to say it like maybe it's not the most humble thing to say, but... It's pretty rare for a show to be on the air for 20 years every night, and I'm very excited. We're going to have a party. We're celebrating it with a live broadcast in front of a studio audience. We're going to have a a party, which will be by invitation only, so it's a VIP event because, of course, we can't fit everybody uh, in there. It's limited space, so that's August 23rd. We're going to give away every single night tickets to the event. All you need to do is text me, But when you text me, share your name, please. Um, You can text me, email me, and tell me why you want to go. And I will pick one or two winners. Uh, each and every night it's going to be a lot of fun MCing will be a uh, dan laxer uh, of cjd of course we're going to have performances by steven voice melissa plett and dolly blonde we're going to have some booths uh, i call them Sex Exploration booth but don't worry it's all, all very safe uh, we're going to have our kink uh, panel going to do some demos we'll have a uh, sex toys demo as well we're going to play Dirty Minds to win some fabulous prizes. Everybody who comes in gets a gift bag with some goodies in there as well. The whole place will be decorated by Poppin' Balloons. I'm excited to see what they're going to put together. And we've got all kinds of uh, fabulous prizes uh, to give away. And I want to thank some of our sponsors, Vivaldi Restaurant, Del Frisco's, Otavios, 360 Punch, Promotex, Cook & Date, Uh, so, and, and many more to add to that. So it's going to be fun. Let me know if you want to come just text me 514-800 and tell me why you'd like to come. Okay. Let me uh, get back to the text board because people are, uh, are not letting this one go. Uh, the educational system in Canada is not culturally sensitive. Different cultures have different ideas about sex. How will you ensure that non-European children will be taught sexuality that respects, their cultural values. Okay, it's not that I, I don't disagree with you here, but what I, this is what I was getting at last night is that parents are the ones responsible to teach cultural values. The schools are responsible to teach the facts. Let's say your child is in science class and they learn the science of, or they learn evolution, the theory of evolution, for example. You can say, well, Our religion doesn't believe in that and our, this is what our family believes. And this is, you know, and some people believe this, but we believe this and that's your role. Um, But sexuality is part of everybody. You you made a baby, right? You had sex, right? Your kids will eventually, whether they do it before marriage or after marriage, will also get there. So you can share your values, meaning you can say to your kids, look, uh, our belief is that we do not have sex before marriage. Our belief is blah, 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 whatever your beliefs are, those are for you to transmit to your children and for the school to transmit the facts. Uh, Brian writes, uh, Google scholar or scholar.google.com is as close to get to peer review journals as dialogue information services. Uh, Google is what I use all the time to get the, to get there. Uh, JD writes, my son typed in the word boobies looking up a bird when he was about nine. Guess what he saw? Yes. I also heard the story of someone doing a a little kid. Guess what? Doing a project on beavers. Guess what he saw? Okay. Uh, Another text writes, who are these dumb parents texting? Please stop reproducing. You You need to learn sex ed before becoming sexually active. Another texter says, I do not like the idea of strangers, older men and women, discussing sex with impressionable elementary children. Why do you have such negative ideas about parents, Dr. Lori? Did you discuss sex with your children? I, I certainly did. Why would you paint parents as incompetent teachers? Parents can teach their own kids. I never said that parents are incompetent teachers. I'm just... I'm speaking to teenagers who tell me that their parents don't talk to them about sex. There are studies that show this, that parents think that they talk to their uh, uh, kids about sex, but that the the children actually say they wish their parents talked more to them about sexuality. It's not that they're incompetent. They may be embarrassed, shy, may be taboo. They may not know how. They may not have the, all the information, what, whatever it is. But we need to, to learn. I mean, this is why I go out and, give talks to parents is to teach how to talk to uh, how to discuss this particular subject because this particular subject is like no other it is uh, wrought with all kinds of uh, beliefs and 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 taboos and and all kinds of stuff uh, i agree 100% if you make it like it's a bad thing they will do it possibly even more text her sex 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 people are too sensitive however it's all overrated just live and let live with or without sex a lot or a little just chill and do what you do (laughs) um i think i told you this story before but my 10 year old son told us that he wanted to be a girl until he heard about the whole period thing (laughs) that's cute Uh, I believe in sexual education. People have misconceptions about what is being taught. That's true. My daughter's father didn't learn what a period was until he was 17 when he was asked to change the little garbage cans in the women's washroom at his part-time job at the time, more than 20 years ago. Yeah, I was wondering what he thought that was, um as a five-year-old child 50 years ago i was exposed to porn and other kids sneakily talking about sex so imagine nowadays if i had been educated about sex i could have avoided some serious errors in adolescence the parents who are against obviously forget their own childhood and how uneducated children will will experiment but sadly they will do it in ignorance i agree with you on that studies show that too uh, I don't think the government should decide what sex ed is taught to kids. I don't think that the teacher who is essentially a stranger should be teaching it. Worst case, let the churches and mosques and synagogues teach it, but not in schools. No way. Well, I think teachers are in the best position to teach it because they have a relationship with the kids. They are not strangers. Your kids spend seven hours a day, six, seven, eight hours a day, let's say six hours a day with teachers, and they're not... Cl- They're not significant people in their lives. Come on. Really? Uh, okay. Teenagers, teenagers I'm okay with, but not elementary school. But again, they're not teaching elementary school children about, uh, how to have sex. (laughs) Like go get informed, go look up the curriculum before you make that statement. Um, what if your religion causes you to be against speaking about sex in public, not sex, not sexuality, about speaking about it in public, then what? But you don't have to speak about it in public. A classroom is not a, to me, a public, uh, setting and you're hearing it. You don't have the, the, you don't have to speak it, but you listen to the information. Um, (laughs) This texter says, Lori, I would like to come to your anniversary party because I feel seniors should be represented at your party. Besides, I'm sure everyone would like to come, so to speak. Thanks for considering me. Send me your name. I need your name. Um, Helen says, I'm a longtime fan. Been listening to you since the love line (laughs) on Mix 96 in the 90s. Wow, how nice would it be to celebrate this achievement with you? Hope I get the chance. Thanks, Helen. Wow, you really talk about a super fan. Uh, you've been around a long time, as long as I have. Very cool. Um, all right, let me get to some questions here because uh, I want to let go of this uh, sex education thing for a moment. We'll have plenty of time to talk about this in September when our Teen Talk panel gets together and we actually have sexual health education uh, consultants and educators in studio with us. Um, I just met this girl and I really like her, but I feel I can't keep up with her sexual desires. I feel I don't have enough stamina or maybe testosterone. I'm 28 and I can only have sex once a day. I can last about 20 minutes, maybe a second time, but every time she goes on top of me, I go soft. What can I do? I've always had the issue of the girl being on top and I get soft. So you're 28, you probably have um, nothing. There's probably nothing to do with uh, low testosterone unless your doctor has figured you have some kind of condition, which it's unlikely, so it would be rare at 28. Uh, but look, not, not everybody has the same level of sexual desire. There are people who are l- on the lower scale, medium scale, high, high, and they've always been that way. So it, it's, I, am not sure like what to tell you with this. Also, I don't have all that much. Are you uh, a much information? Are you 28 and in, in really good shape? Do you take care of yourself? Do you go to the gym? Do you? Uh, eat well are you a non-smoker do you do weed do you uh, do you drink alcohol like what are some of these other factors that might be um, having uh, an impact but 20 minutes is uh, a very respectable amount of, of time as long as you spend you know maybe more time uh, during foreplay as for the going on top it it could be that you're not getting enough stimulation like, the transition to uh, a female superior by the time you get the penis inside and, and what have you, maybe you're losing some of that sensation and you may just need more of that direct um, sexual stimulation. That could be a possibility. I can't see, just from what you're telling me, does not sound like there's anything that's, uh, that I would consider physically wrong, but if it's something that concerns you, I mean, it still falls within the normal, the normal range, but if it really, if it worries you, ask your doctor to do a testosterone test on you just to be sure that you're in, uh, in the normal range if it's really something that is bothering you. Uh, let's see, a couple of texts here. <laughs> oh, please, Dr. Laurie, of course the students will be pressured to speak in class. When is the last time you've been in a classroom? Uh, I have been in a classroom and usually when you talk about sexuality, you're not pressured to, but sometimes they they do it through games and, and things like that to teach the material. So, um, I still don't anyway, I, I don't know if I want to just keep arguing this point. Uh, it doesn't matter. An eight year old doesn't need to know what a period is. Why even occupy their mind with that at that age? It's unnecessary. And it is explained in two minutes by a parent when a ki- kid hears his mom say, I just started my period and I'm in a bad mood. Yeah, okay, but you know what? The one thing I know about children: the information they don't need goes off. Like if if they're if you give them too much information, they don't absorb it anyway, and out it goes. If it's not necessary, out it goes. However. Uh, the kid learns about it, learns what puberty is. Puberty comes and then he, he knows what happens to girls, what happens to, he doesn't have to ask anybody any questions because he'll remember. Oh yeah, I remember they taught us that. Now he needs that information because now his friends who are girls are getting their periods and are talking about periods and will know what a period is. That's it, that's it. Uh, <laughs> we need to dis- to agree to disagree and move on. Yeah, I guess I'll have to, just agree to disagree with a lot of folks tonight uh coming up more questions uh one question in particular about uh not being able to orgasm through intercourse i know you've heard me answer this so many times but it's okay you write to me i will answer you From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Trouble Tuesdays tonight, send in your questions, your comments to 514-800. And also if you would like to attend our 20th anniversary bash on August 23rd, uh, it's a VIP event. So you will have to win your place there. So send me a text or an email text at 514-800 email me to Lori at dr. com and tell me why you would like to uh, attend. And every night we will pick some winners and I, I keep, you don't have to, if you texted me one night, you don't have to text the following night uh, because I will pick from those, from the whole group of, of, uh, of winners each and every night. So, so no worries about that. All right, uh, let me get to this question. My problem is that I, as a woman, don't really know when nor do I know how I come and what makes me come during intercourse. My boyfriend said it's the first time he ever encountered someone that has no idea how it is to come. Sincerely speaking, I've only been sexually active for a few years. Before that, I used to touch my clit until I come. Weird feeling in the lower abdomen and then it's intense and I get wetter down there. Having intercourse is a totally different feeling from past experience. When I have sex with my boyfriend, it's totally different, uh, from past experience. When I have sex with my boyfriend, it's totally different right now. Meaning I get intense feelings and goosebumps. I just don't know when I do, uh, orgasm. My vagina walls don't contract like it did when I play with my clitoris alone. Does me being fat explain my issue so I'm not sure about that last part but okay so first of all you do have orgasms so you described orgasms when with through masturbation so clearly like most women you need clitoral stimulation in order to reach that level so you're talking about you know with intercourse you have intense feelings goosebumps yes you you're you have pleasure and you get aroused and it feels good, but to get you to pass that into the orgasm phase, you would need some clitoral stimulation. Now, some women, even through intercourse, if they are uh, in a position where they can grind their pubic area into their partner, that provides some clitoral stimulation as well. So close to 80% of women need that Okay. They need that clitoral stimulation, which you describe perfectly well when you touch yourself and you do get there. So you know what an orgasm actually feels like. My best recommendation is try playing with your clitoris, stimulating your clitoris at the same time as you're having intercourse. So with your own hand or have your partner do it or with a sex toy, and that will, uh, that will work. Um, And being overweight, by the way, really has nothing to do with the situation that you are uh, describing um, at all. Uh, Another texter at 514-800 says, My problem, it seems that it takes me much longer to climax than it used to, even solo. It seems to have changed this year in particular. I'm a 49 straight female. This is frustrating. Is there anything I can do? Well, unfortunately, as women age, uh, yes, it, and men too, by the way, it can take much longer to climax. It's just part of the aging process. Unfortunately, our genitals, uh, take a hit and, uh, uh there's less blood flow to the genital area. So less, uh, arousal or it takes longer to draw the blood into that, um, into that area sometimes vaginal dryness gets in the way small irritations get in the way uh so the best thing to do is invest in a vibrator truly uh like even like especially when you are solo but even with a partner use a vibrator to add on uh and and we recommend that as as women age and you will see that it will go much better uh simply because a a hand or a mouth cannot provide that intensity in terms of what uh, what you uh, what you may need so that would be the best uh, the best help for you a couple of texts on sex education my first sexual intercourse was at 14 Luckily, it was a good relationship, but I could have used the sex talk quite a bit earlier than the age I was given. Well, there you go. You do have some kids. Remember, the average age is 16, which means that there are some kids uh, who have sex earlier than that and some later than that. I agree with you about the importance of sex education, Laurie. I grew up in a household where sex was a taboo topic, but I had uh, discovered the pleasure of masturbation at six years of age. Yet to my dismay at 16, I believed masturbation was but a mere childhood habit I had yet to overcome. Boy, was I relieved when I became sexually educated. And you bring up a good point. Like you talk about being relieved because in your head, you're thinking, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? So if you have, if you had the information, you wouldn't be questioning this. And this is the part that, um, worries me. And in terms of developing healthy sexuality for, for later on. So, um, being a kid and questioning your, Uh, normalcy is like, it's, it it can be quite traumatic, actually. 514-800, if you have any questions for me. Uh, Where do we draw the line between fetishes and insanity? A girl wanted to get pregnant and do an abortion. That was her fetish. Is that normal? I've never heard of that uh, kind of fetish. And I think that is a bit of insanity frankly to to fetishize getting pregnant or to fetishize even an abortion that's uh i would want to look much deeper into that person's psyche and find out where that fetish uh, came from because that is mm, yeah you're doing a lot of damage there for what for a fetish i don't know about that Is it possible that a woman will need both vaginal and clitoral for orgasm every time because I don't enjoy either one without the other? Um, Yes, well, for some women, uh, it's interesting because for some women... Uh, well, the, the, yes, the two can go together. And if you look at the structure of the clitoris, actually, m- when we think of clitoral stimulation, we think mostly of stimulating what we see, right? Or what we can feel on the outside. But the clitoris has a shaft, uh, very much like the penis has a shaft. In fact, everybody, every fetus has, starts out female and then, uh, the male's, you know, the, the clitoris basically becomes the penis. So you can understand that the structure is similar. So you've got, think of the, the shaft. And inside, um, on either side of the vaginal wall, are these like uh, legs. It looks like a bit like a fish bone, okay? If not a fish bone, sorry, a chicken bone. You know, the, one, the, the wishbone is what I meant to say. Uh, so it looks like a wishbone with bulbs. So if you stimulate... From the inside, um, depending on the position, depending on size of the penis, depending on size of the vagina, depending on like a few factors, then you would be stimulating that internal structure of, uh, of the clitoris as well. And that will be providing, uh, the stimulation. So so for women who have, are able to have intercourse through, are able to have orgasms through intercourse, it is actually, there's something structural within them. There was a study done that showed that the distance between the vaginal opening and the clitoris for women who can uh, have orgasms through intercourse, the distance is shorter Smaller distance, so more contact with the external and the internal structure of the uh, the vagina. Uh, coming up, more talk. Uh, we'll talk about testosterone. We'll talk more about sex education. Uh, we'll talk about STIs, some of these questions coming up. And anything else you have for me at 514 800 With Dr. Lori Batido on CJAD 800. A couple of minutes left here in the show, so you can uh, text me your questions at 514 800. Also, let me know if you want to come to our event on the 23rd of August. We're going to do a live broadcast. We're going to have a big, big party. We're celebrating 20 years on the air. It'll be at the radio station in our big party room. So uh, please let me know, 514-800. Tell me why you would like to uh, be invited. Uh, This uh, Nikki writes, so when I was growing up, my parents didn't really talk openly about sex and I had child insomnia. So I would stay up late listening to you on my radio on Mix 96. For our listeners who don't know, our uh, sister station, Virgin Radio, used to be called Mix 96. And once a week we had a show called The Loveline. It was two hours once a week where uh, we took questions from listeners. And we had quite a young audience, actually. I did that show for nine years before joining CJAD uh says you taught me a lot about sex going into my teens i have a daughter now myself and i plan to be open with her about sex and sexuality and let her know that she can come to me with anything Uh, i think it would be cool to meet you and take part in your anniversary show that's from nikki well good i'm so happy that i was able to uh help uh let's see uh Hi, Dr. Lori. Is there a proper term for squirting and how can you teach a woman to achieve this? So the term that we really use is female ejaculation, basically. Uh, Some women are able to, some women not. I'm, you know, to teach this, I'm not sure that the thing about teaching something or learning something is that you make it very goal oriented and when you focus on that goal it uh your you can get distracted from the actual sensation so that could hinder it right there there are on the market g-spot stimulators because generally speaking these types of orgasms where there's a gush of fluid that comes out of the urethra by the way so it's not the lubrication but it's a fluid that comes out of the urethra that's produced in another gland uh, but that gathers into the bladder and out through the urethra which is not urine even though it's mixed with a bit of urine but it itself, even the sensation is of urinating, but it isn't pee. Like it's not yellow what comes out. It's usually colorless and no smell and no taste. Um, so using a G-spot stimulator to, uh, or a finger in the vagina, uh, usually you can't really do it to yourself. You'd have to have a partner do it for you, which is because it's on the outer wall of the vagina. It's the, that, that bundle of nerves that are there that we have known as the G spot, but now people say this is related to the internal structure of the, uh, the clitoris. So imagine the verdict's still out. Uh, so stimulating that with a come here motion with the finger and massaging that area could produce that sensation. Problem is a lot of women, when they feel the need, they feel the sensation that they want to urinate, they stop themselves because they feel like this is a, this is about peeing. If they let themselves go, that would be where the squirting would come from, actually. So holding back that orgasm because of that fear, because it does bring up that sensation of of wanting to pee. Um uh apparently once upon a time incest was regarded as being the norm i really don't know about this incest is one of the 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 most ancient of taboos so i really of sex taboos so i don't know i'd be curious to know at what point in history such a practice changed exactly and if the reason was really due really due to birth defects i think that that's that taboo has been around forever i i i'll have to look into that a little bit to see the the history of that but no uh, I would like to attend the 20 year event. What's the atmosphere and vibe? Well, there's no nudity. <laughs> if that's what you're asking, the vibe is fun. We're going to uh, have some of our, uh, our regulars will be there. So it's going to be interactions. It's it's like a cocktail party where you get to talk to our contributors. Every, everybody will have a name tag. So you'll know who they are. You'll get to meet some CJD personalities. Some of our contributors, we're going to have uh, performances. So Stephen voice will be performing. You hear his song at the end of every show. Actually. Um, he's an, an amazing performer. He'll be joining us as will country singer melissa plett and dolly blonde who's on our uh, lgbtq panel uh, dan laxer will be emceeing so you'll bet it'll be a little bit funny um and we'll have some exploration booths as well where you can interact with some of our uh, professionals in a in an informative way just to get information so um Yeah, if you want to know what the vibe will be, that's uh, what the vibe should be. Uh, Next question, I can't come during sex. Is it nervousness or lack of interest? I don't think I'm nervous, nor am I asexual, but it's possible I'm not into it even if I'm attracted. It's like I want to have sex, but as soon as I I, I am, I immediately lose interest. Have you come across this in anyone else? It's as though there needs to be something more, but I don't know what that would be. Now, I don't know if you are male or female, so I don't know what you mean by sex. I'm assuming you mean uh, intercourse. Nerves can certainly interfere with this and cause you to go to feel nothing because you're in your head and you're no longer in your body, so that's a possibility, um, but to me, I would require like a, a little bit of digging to find out uh, your sexual history, sexual messaging that you got um, growing up, um, the relationships that you're in, how safe you feel with with partners, how vulnerable you can be. Um, is it difficult for you to let go of control, for example? Uh, so there's I, I have more questions than answers, unfortunately, but if this is something, but if you heard me from before, you know that for women to orgasm during intercourse is not so common. Okay. So if that, if you can orgasm through other ways and through manual stimulation, then um, less worried about that. Um, is it a fact that, however, that incest causes birth defects? Well, from what I understand, yes. Inbreeding, um, when you have the same genetics, could cause uh, absolutely um, birth defects. In fact, even cousins who marry, it's legal in some parts to marry cousins, if they should be checked out genetically as well to make sure there's compatibility there. Um, so I know that, People do that who are somewhat related. can only imagine a direct uh, relation, right? Do I have time for another question? Uh, Let's see. Quick question. You've talked about blood tests for bioavailable testosterone in the past. What treatments are available and what are the known risks of the treatments? So I'm not a big expert on uh, testosterone. Uh, It seems like very few people are, in fact, because we still have trouble doctors I know still have trouble with the with knowing what falls within a normal range or not because everybody has a baseline and most of us do not get our testosterone levels checked ever so when you finally go because you have a problem we don't know what the baseline was so how much off the baseline were you etc but if there are some general guidelines, and if your uh, testosterone levels are quite low, then the treatments for that would be um, would be hormone therapy. So your doctor may put you on uh, testosterone therapy, and that's um, this is a male writing me. So uh, I, the risks. I'm not a hundred percent sure what the risks are, but as with any uh, taking of any hormones, obviously there's some associated risk, but this is why you need to check with your doctor that can do a thorough medical evaluation of the risks versus the benefits. And sometimes when the benefits towards, um, like for quality of life are there, it's worth the, the minimal risk. So depending on what the risks are for you, because each individual is, uh, is different when it comes to, uh, to risk. Well, that's been an exciting day. Uh, thank you all for uh, listening to me and, and uh, sending in your questions. Don't forget, you can send in your emails to me. Uh, you can go to, straight to my website, drlaurie.com, and send me an email through the contact uh, me page there. Uh, And let me know if you want to come to our event on August 23rd. Just send me a, uh, shoot me an email and let me know uh, why you want to come. And tomorrow we'll give away more tickets. Uh, Tonight we've got Helen and Linda uh, will be, uh, who are our winners. So Helen and Linda, congratulations. You are our winners for tonight, for the event. I apologize. I think I forgot somebody on the line and did not get to them. So uh, Mikey. Maybe I can talk to you tomorrow night first thing. Uh, so sorry. Thank you all. Thanks to Chris in uh, Master uh, Control. Uh, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Petito or through my website, at drlori.com. Have a wonderful rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion. So go spread.